previously on Trust Me, I'm an Adventurer. This looks almost like a lab mixed with a wizard's study. He really looks as if he's been... Like, he hasn't had a good couple of weeks since he's been missing. Uh, there are some, some things on his head. There are some magical symbols painted on him. And he looks very out of it. Want to dive through the window, Findor? That seems like a great idea. So the windows are black and solid until you are thinking about something that you want to something that you want to visualize. So when you first get to them, they they just seem like like stone that's been painted black. You have to pick a place that you want to see and then you can see it. I'm going to think about the camp at the ruins. And it appears you're kind of high up. You still see from that same elevated perspective that you saw the first time. You'll have to roll in more ways than one when you jump through. But you can jump through. Uh, it's just I, 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 this gnome I'm holding. I, oh. uh. What if I jump through and you toss the gnome to me? Yep, done. It's dead. I'm going to run and jump for the window. Make a Defy Danger dex roll, just to see how well you do coming through. This is going to be a disaster. Oh! (laughs) Three! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, actually, you you should mark two points of experience, because you've got two fails there. Well, I had a little bit of a nice streak. Okay, so you land, you stumble and roll and roll and roll. You are not really anywhere. Like you have to you have to get up and you have to run back so that Findor would be able to to toss Jenkins down to you. Findor, while you're waiting for him to get back into position, all of these things are are milling around and trying to figure out what's going on. The ducks just seem confused. They're, they're angling for a fight, but they're like, I I don't want to fight any of these people. How do I get back to where I was? The creatures, on the other hand, are barreling towards you as they get their feet under you. Oh, God. I think about the uh, the uh, river that we, you know, came up on. So you, you want to yep. have that reflected in the yep. the window instead? And then I jump. You, uh, you jump out and... I'm going to say it works. You uh, you splash down in the river. You you bring your little gnome with you. And uh, tell you what, make a defy danger int. Just, uh, just to oh, see yeah. if you can change the visualization of the window fast defy enough. Nine. 
So you see the river and you think about it. And as you dive through, your perspective seems to change. And when you land in the water, it is super, super cold <laughs> to a degree that that it really hadn't been up until till that point. And you can see as you as you come up out of the water and look, you're you're a couple of miles north of of the ship. So you're you're getting up into the the foothills of the mountains that the ruins are in. Okay. Uh yeah. <laughs> Geldor, you see the you're you can see the window clearly uh where you'd come through. And as you're hurrying back to get to the point where where Findor will be able to drop Jenkins out to you, it disappears. Okay. Um I'd like to attempt to find Catherine or the other guy whose name I'm not remembering or the dog. I want to find someone. So there was also Michael, who was the archaeologist, and there was Joshua, yes. who was the warrior of Sue. I would like to find Michael or Catherine. I don't care about Joshua right now. Yeah, you, you turn around and you kind of you, you try and get your bearings really fast. And you see the encampment some ways in the distance. You head over to it. Findor. What are you doing? Are you just kind of trudging down river? Yeah, to... that's exactly it. Like, I want to, you know, like get to the bank, get out, uh, make sure that Jenkins is okay, and then track back to back to camp. He seems to be in about the same situation that he was. He doesn't seem any worse for wear, but like even splashing down in the river doesn't seem to uh, doesn't uh. seem to be doing too awful much to him. Yeah, Geldor, you get back to the encampment. It's a disaster. It looks like like there has been a battle here since you've been gone. And the first thing you find is Mike, who was not a warrior. And warriors don't fare very well. Or people who aren't warriors don't fare very well in in battle. And he is he is slumped over dead in uh in the the kind of communal area in front of all the buildings. Oh my. This is not good. Um, I would like to how... <laughs> having a panic attack. Uh, um, I would like to quietly call out for Catherine. Uh, you don't hear anything. It... Whistle for the dog. <laughs> trying to trying to be quiet. You're you're not going to be heard too awful far. I'd like to attempt to make it back towards the ship, as uh, I assume that will be a good meeting point. Okay. Uh, what does that look like? How are you? How are you traveling? Are you? just running are you trying to be stealthy i want to be stealthy because i don't know what's here and i don't like it i am going to say once you roll me a defy danger i'll give you the option uh either a defy danger dex or int to kind of decide how how your stealthy I'll go is dex. i got a 7 okay not very <laughs> 
So you stumble, hesitate, or flinch, offer you a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. So I'm going to say here's an ugly choice. In the attack, Catherine has been pretty seriously injured. This is all stuff you don't know yet. But Catherine has been pretty seriously injured. You can either get away, get out of the area without being seen, and get back to the ship, and she will die. Or you can find her, but in finding her, something else will find the both of you. Oh. Oh, moral dilemma. I should find her. I should find her. You come around a corner, and you see what is is her her armor is the first thing you notice and she is crumpled up her sword is not very far away from her and gusset is just standing guard and snarling at absolutely everything she starts howling and and spitting at you when she first sees you just for a moment until she realizes that you're you're someone that she knows and and is a friend and a moment later, you start hearing okay, this God. weird wailing noise coming from a little ways behind you. Oh, I don't like whales. They're the enemy of shipbuilders, <laughs> and I want to build a ship. <laughs> Catherine? Catherine, are you conscious? Uh, she stirs a little bit when she hears you. She shakes her head and opens her eyes starts when she like everything that's been happening comes back to her she tries to pull herself up and grab for a sword but she's not moving very well she manages at best to to prop herself up on one arm and she looks really shaky and she doesn't answer you she just she is immediately on the lookout i know a spell that could potentially help her okay what would that spell be it's not far off it's not far off from the spell that I used to help create my hammer sword. It's going to create, in theory, a magical set of armor for her legs that help propel her. It has the potential to simply turn her into a centaur for a short time. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it will help her escape. Although she may not be very happy as a centaur, as I've heard they're very constipated. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, haven't heard that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, that seems like a risk and consequence all its own. Go ahead and roll. Uh, what am what am I plus into? A uh, plus in, yeah. It's seven. So I will tell you an additional magical effect you cause. Did I summon the Golden Girls? I don't think I could play the Golden Girls effectively. <laughs> I just don't think I can be quippy enough to be Sophia. Oh, just be grouchy and be B. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I would, but... (laughs) What you call this an adventure? (laughs) So, you cast the spell, and you see this this magical aura fade into into the legs of her armor, and 
and she kind of realizes what's happening and and they do help her get up and she she doesn't look very steady but it looks like her armor is moving more as she's thinking rather than as she's moving her own legs and then you hear this weird kind of high pitched noise and you look over and and Gusser who has some some barding on dog battle armor basically she also has this kind of glowing effect on her on her armor she has wheels all of a sudden on each of her legs they're turning and trying to help her move but she she's a dog she can't quite <laughs> figure out what's going on and she's going in a whole bunch of really weird directions as she's trying to as the the wheels are trying to roll her and she's trying to walk and and get away at the same time what do you do oh that's funny i am going to i am going to attempt to help gussert move in a single direction so we can all lose what are you trying to do um I'm going to. Ooh, I'm not sure. I'm going to help steady a dog on wheels. Oh, I'm I'm going to walk over and I'm going to uh, put my put one one hand on either side of Gustard and help steady her so she can move in a singular direction. <laughs> This seems uh, like a futile attempt, but I'm gonna try it. Um, yeah, you get her, you get her kind of going in one direction. You know, she's still panicking, so she's not going in a straight line, but she's at least she she's at least over the aggregate, heading in the direction of the river. Oh, good. While you're doing that, you hear that wailing noise again, and it is very close. Is there a way for me to discern reality and see what this wailing is so I can stop having a panic attack? Yeah, so what would that look like? Like what would you what would you do to discern realities? Um, I'm going to attempt to get Catherine and Gussert in front of me so they can keep moving. Well, I sort of do my best to peek behind and, and sort of Look around and affect the area and see if I can spot anything out of it. So if you do that, you're basically, I mean, you're basically just going to stand in defense of them as they as they get away. Yeah. But yeah, you'll be able to take in take in the scene in the meantime. So uh, so go ahead and roll plus wisdom. Oh boy, a five. So you look around and you really don't. Everything here just seems like it was chaos since you've been gone. A moment later, you hear that wailing and it is right next to you, bursting out of out of the wall of a building that you're standing near. It takes you a second to realize it. At first, you think it's it's one of those creatures that was coming after Joshua when you rescued him and, and let him up on the ship. And then you realize it's not a creature like that. This This is Joshua, or it was Joshua at one point. He doesn't look human anymore, but he doesn't look like a monster like they did. He's got the claws kind of showing on his fingers, but they don't have the talon-like look that those things had. He kind of looks like he's he's part way into becoming one of those things. 
he pops out and he takes a swing at you. What do you do? <laughs> I'd like to uh I'd like to attempt to dodge and knock him off his feet. So why don't you roll me a defy danger dex? Oh boy, six. Yeah, you you try to like dodge back and sweep his leg out from behind him, you are not quick enough and he rakes <laughs> you for two harm. Oh. What do you do? Um, I would like to attempt to cast a spell. I'm quickly deciding between two. I'm not sure if I either want to attempt to bind him or attempt to send him flying backwards. Don't forget, you actually, you still have a, um, you have an offensive magic move, too, that Arcane, arcane Blitzkrieg. Arcane Blitzkrieg. Oh, that's right. So that's always available to you as well. Let's try that. Okay, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying, no, you know, no, don't forget no, that no. it's let's, there. Let's try that, because I don't want Claw Joshua near me. Joshua. Uh, so go ahead and roll plus in. A nine! Take that, Quashua! So your spells madly arc out of control. You you basically step back and you take every every little piece of anything. you like, oh, I remember a fire bolt thing, and I remember something about electricity and some wind, and, and you, you pull little bits and pieces of every single thing you could think of that might be used offensively. And you kind of let it all out at once. It hits. It just smashes into him. And I will define an additional effect that your wild onslaught of magic has. Uh, why don't you go ahead and do that? Why don't you pick out a an additional effect? <laughs> are, you, are you sure you want to leave that to me? Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> Rarely is it the player that says to the GM, Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute my own. Uh, uh, I, I also summon a rain that consists of Wells brand fire whiskey. Yep. You pepper him with with little tiny needles of all kinds of different magic. And then all of a sudden it smells weird. It smells like alcohol. And you don't know why it smells of it so strongly. But clouds are rolling in. And in a little Al Bundy-sized cloud around you, all of a sudden everything is starting to not only get wet, but get a little sticky and smells like booze. And this thing just, it rears back a little bit and it, it shakes its head. You've never really understood when it says somebody's eyes clear, if you read it in a book or hear it in a story. You do now because his eyes clear. At least in the face, he looks like the person that you met the day before, I guess. is This is all taking place over the span of like 30 hours. Joshua! Is that, can you, can you hear me? And he stops, and he, he looks down at his hands, and he can see the claws. And he looks over towards the ruins, and he starts muttering something. At first, it's it's quiet enough, 
that you can't you can't hear what he's saying. But after a moment, it gets loud. It's in a language you've never heard before. And weirdly, it doesn't seem quite like what he's saying matches up with his mouth movements. And it doesn't just seem out of sync. It seems like however he's moving his mouth wouldn't be making the sounds that he's making at all. Well, that's completely unsettling. He looks very confused. And after he looks at the ruins for a moment, he looks at you. He looks down at his hands again. You see a tear run down his his cheek. That does not stop him from taking a swing at you. What do you do? Well, I I think I'd, I'd like to attempt to dodge out of the way. Give me a Defy Danger Dex. Okay. And a six. I'm really bad at this. Um. Yeah, so actually mark yourself two points of experience for both of those Defy Danger fails. Although I will say that on the upside, at least we were treated to some of the finest fire with all of Deva. <laughs> Wells brand fire whiskey. It sure does cure what else is. Thank you for listening to Trust Me, I'm an Adventurer. Here's a moment to take a few words from our sponsors. Hey, do you need to uh, buy some uh, legitimate business items? You, uh, you need to do a little bit of legitimate business? You want to sell some goods that are absolutely legal and on the level? Why don't you come on down to Ivan's Legitimate Business, which is totally not a front. We'll hook you up. We're not a front. Um, so you, you dodge out of the way. He takes a swing at you, goes completely clear. The the whiskey rain helps. You know, you, you slip and you fall and you just get completely down and, and you're, you roll a short distance away. And as you're getting back up, you know, he's got to close the gap if he wants to take another swing at you. He almost, he almost looks like he's in pain for a moment. He, he doubles over, he pulls his arms up against his chest. And you can't really, like, it doesn't seem like you see him shift at all. He doesn't seem to change as you're looking at him. But all of a sudden, he looks very different. His skin is paler. His hands now look like those talons that you saw on the creatures in the river. His eyes are bone white. This is something you you don't know if this is something different or if you just were too far away from the other two that you saw to see their eyes like that. Um, But he looks very much now like one of them. Like this, if this was some kind of transformation, it is complete. Okay. I don't like this. Um, I am. You know what? Now I'm going to go with the spell I was thinking of before. Okay. I am going to attempt to propel him backwards. Uh, and and essentially essentially attempt to knock him out with the force of the of the of, of knocking him back. I don't know what I wanna do. 
And I think I would say the consequence of doing something like this, I don't know if it counts as much of a consequence or the risk, I guess, would be that uh, you could you could very easily kill him doing something like this. Oh, that's I don't know if okay. that really. Yeah. It's like he has turned into a monster, so it might be all right. If you're like, oh, maybe we can save him. Pretty good chance you won't. I'm I'm not too concerned about saving him right now. Okay. I am concerned about saving me and Catherine and Gusser. Go ahead and roll plus in. <laughs> I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> On a six or less, describe an additional magical effect in addition to the first one you wanted. You achieve both, but I will tell you how they go terribly wrong. Oh, an additional magical effect. Ah. Uh. Let me see. I'm afraid that I've accidentally summoned a zombified Julia Child. <laughs> oh no. Ugh. And then you cook the human flesh like you would cook the chicken. You cast your spell and a a fierce wind whips up. This is Man, you wish people were around to see this. This is just one of those, you can just tell if somebody was standing nearby, it would be super dramatic. The wind just whips up around you and you can feel your clothes rippling in it. This this wind hits the, the creature that once was Joshua and sends him flying just as fast as, as possible. Uh, mark yourself to experience, by the way, because you have your, your move that gives you double experience for failed uh, failed Arcanist rolls. Well, thank God something comes of it. This wind scoops him up and sends him flying up against one of the buildings. Some of the buildings are not in the best shape in the world at this point between, you know, everything that's happened and the lack of people here to maintain them. And it goes just crashing down. You see parts of the, of the exterior just pierce Joshua's body in a whole bunch of different places. And he is, he is extremely, extremely dead. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. This, this is the building that initially Catherine led you to where you first met Mike. And this was where all the food was. And inside you see there was a cook pot still you know, on the fire. This, everything that happened must have happened very recently and very unexpectedly. And you see this blue glow standing near near the pot and the fire. It's this very odd thing because it looks it looks just like a person all of a sudden. It's blue and it's sparkly, but there's there's a person inside slowly stirring whatever it was, reaching over and dropping in. Uh, even at this distance, you can kind of tell that it's a bay leaf. She picks the spoon up. She tastes it a little bit. She reaches over, she pours a good a good amount of wine into it, lets it, it bubble a little bit more, and she looks over. You know, she, she hasn't really taken any notice of what's going on around her. She looks around and she sees what's going on, and then some more of the timber falls over, and it falls and it pushes the, cro- the cook pot over. What she was cooking spills, and then you can feel the anger start to radiate off of her. You spilled the thing that she she was was cooking. She looks up, and as she disappears, the building catches fire. What do you do? Uh, 
I I want to get my ass out of the building. Okay, you you were outside. You weren't you weren't in it. Oh, um, <laughs> I I want to get the hell out of here. Everything about this is freaking me out. Okay, so just so you realize that if if the fire is left undetended, it will probably burn, you know, most of of the encampment. You know, that's I think that's fine. I figured. I just wanted to make sure before I uh, before we moved on. So you you just kind of book it back towards towards the ship. Yes. Uh, you you all managed to get back to the ship. Geldor, you're a mile or two closer than Findor was, but you've got to stop and you've got to help undo whatever you did to Gusser. You you help Catherine get herself sorted. At this point, you can see the fire off in the distance. There is no question that the entire encampment is is burning down now. You all you make it back to the dock, and as you're filling Captain Jimble in on on what's going on, you know you can see in the distance a very sopping wet Findor walking down from uh, from up north. Hey, Findor! I uh, I uh, I'm far too cold to respond to that. I'm just sort of like shivering with uh, uh, um, uh, Jenkins in my arms. Like, okay, all right, it's really cold. All right, just a little closer, just a little closer. Uh, so, so I don't respond, but I, but I, but I keep moving, keep moving to get there. And eventually, you make it back to the ship yourself. Everybody helps you get into some dry clothes. Puts Jenkins and Catherine someplace where they can rest for the trip back. Captain Jimble is just like, let's get the hell out of here. You know, he has less than zero. He didn't really want to come on this trip in the first place. And he's he's not really looking for a conversation about it. He's just like, we're setting off. We're going. Let's go. Before you know it, the ship is is sailing back down river. A lot faster going this way because you're going with the current rather than against it. Ah. Uh. What, uh, what, if anything, interesting are you guys doing on the trip back? I would like to pass out cold. I, uh, uh, I would like to, uh, uh, <laughs> likewise pass out cold, but I, I, I put two chairs up next to where, uh, uh, Jenkins is asleep and I, and I pull my blanket as I'm like laying on the chairs just, just to keep an eye <laughs> on him. You all pass the time pretty much without incident. Uh, Jenkins does not wake up. Catherine doesn't wake up. But they seem to be... Catherine is definitely on the mend. Jenkins, he still seems to be in that weird state that he's been in. And before too awful long, you find yourselves back at at the dock. Oh, thank God. You know, one of the first people that you, you encounter is uh, Slowpoke Eddie. He sees you come back in. He hurries over. And he's he's... Bounding up the gangplank pretty much as soon as as it's down. <laughs> he comes up and he he beelines for the two of you. And he's like, are you two guys responsible for whatever that monster was that floated down the river in a block of ice yesterday? Uh, I well, don't know I what mean... you're talking about. What what <sighs> monster in ice? It so look, I don't know what it was, but you guys head up that river. That river that nobody ever really sails a ship up. Before I know it, 
some weird looking thing comes floating down here, waist down, encased in ice. It wreaked havoc on all this before we managed to put it down. Ah, Whatever. I'm just glad you guys are okay. Well, I'm not going to tell him it was me. Well, I'm not going to tell him it was me. I don't think I'm ever going to tell him it was me. Slowbook Eddie helps you get some medical care for Catherine, and she gets whisked off to, I don't know, do we have hospitals here in Deva? Or is it, like, a church that takes care of the sick? Or or how does that work? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I, I mean, I think if there's a university, that then, then there's probably some kind of secular hospital. Yeah, so there's there's a place where you go to treat the sick and kind of keep the keep the clergy out of it. And she goes off to that. You know, you get a hold of the university folks. They take Jenkins off somewhere. They all seem very happy to have him back, even though he's in a weird condition. And yeah, you have solved my cold ruins puzzle. So we solved the puzzle of where in the world is Carmen's clockwork Jenkins. Yes, very much so. And it turns out he was someplace weird. (laughs) Where was he? Because he stopped being very clockwork-like. Well, I think Jenkins still has a lot he can tell us whenever he wakes up. Yeah, what was the what was the name of the guy that that gave us the job? I was um, let's see. Because 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 the reason is I want to collect. You know, I want to collect. That's an yeah. excellent idea. I think we should go get the rest of our money. Yes. Yeah. So Studer Langton. Is uh, he was the person in charge of the the archaeological dig itself? Oh, good old Stuart. Uh, he's the one that eventually hired you when Jenkins came out missing. Uh, I want to pay Stuart a uh, a visit. I want to get my money. You uh, you know, it's it's midday by the time you find your way back to uh, to the university. What did we call it? The Deva Academy of Magic and Technology. You find Ooh. your way back there. You know, he's. Fairly oh, well known. Dark. There's there's an archaeological group, but there's not a big one, so everyone kind of knows where they are and and who everyone is, and they they send you off his way. As we go in to collect our money, can we blast X gonna give it to you? <laughs> his administrative person sends you. Uh, probably doesn't send you in. He's he's kind of a bigwig and wants to show off that he's a bigwig. So. She, you know, she has a little pouch of gold sitting off to the side and she asks you a handful of questions, pretty much all relating to, there are a lot of questions of like, the what did you see variety, pretty much nothing about Jenkins, nothing about the Mm. expedition itself. As soon as they find out that you were in the, in the ruins itself, that's all they want to talk about. So like how much detail do you go into? Do you just give them a recounting or? I, I, we should uh, be vague. I agree. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, you know, it was cold. There were some ruins. We saw. We found him. And duck. Yeah, there was a duck. Two ducks. And like just floating around, I didn't think there were any animals in the ruins. Well, you know, it's all a little fuzzy. I may have summoned the ducks. Looks very, very confused. Why? Why would you summon ducks into the ruins? I think the important thing to remember about the ruins is that if you're going to go to the ruins, 
a good barrier spell goes a long way. Mm-hmm. She looks at you and she kind of nods. Yeah, that seems to be good advice. We've sent a couple other groups up there a time or two, and and we haven't really heard from any of them. A couple of uh, some barrier magic is probably a good thing for them to have. And she kind of realizes she, she's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have told the people we just hired to go to the ruins that we've sent other people to the ruins and they never came back. And yeah, she just, I noticed she that. Quickly kind of tries to change the subject. She's like, oh, by the way, here's your money. I don't want you to forget that and, and hands you another hundred coins. No, 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 no. Let's backtrack. She's like, well, I, about- I think it's just mostly we hired some people that weren't weren't very reliable. They took our de- our deposit and, and ran off. I'm sure that's all it was. Yeah, do you remember like, the names of any of those people? Probably should have thought of that before uh, before I threw out that tidbit. Uh, yeah, so she, ha- she has some names. And they're, you know, they're people you might have heard around the adventuring community. Yeah, uh, are any of them are any of them like names that I recognize? Of like, oh yeah, they've been missing for a while. Uh, no, they're all you know. There, there's been no one that's really been notable. So they're people that you know they swing into town, they do some stuff, and they set up shop for a little while, and they they stop coming around, but you don't really know, you know, not not anything that rings alarm bells. Okay, all right, that's fair. Eh, fair enough. Well, you know, when you want a job done right, you got to hire the right people. That's true. Well, clearly there's nothing suspicious here at all. Oh, no, no. This isn't raising any kind of alarm flags. No, not at all. I'm not suspicious of her at all. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't mention Gusser at all in that that wrap-up down the river, but clearly she comes through our old cave, too, and she goes off with Catherine. Don't want to leave it hanging out there that maybe the dog didn't make it back. That would be horrible. No, no, absolutely not. Made it back. What else are you guys... Uh... What you guys doing as part of the wrap-up here? I'd like inventory of my jars of crowns uh, down. Alrighty. I have 13. <laughs> that was all. I have 13 jars of crowns down. But I would like 15. Uh, Findor, what are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm going to go to Bloody Drew's and I'm going to get a drink. Uh, I would like nothing more than to get as drunk as I can. We could get some Wells brand fire whiskey. Wells brand fire whiskey sounds amazing. First round's on me. Oh, wait. I don't think we can do that. What? What's up? What's wrong? Because as we were passing by Bloody Drew's, I noticed that they were changing the sign over to read Bloody Monica's. Bloody Monica's. Oh. Wonder what happened. Let's go to Bloody Monica's. Let's go to Bloody Monica's. <laughs>